All right, good morning. Thank you all for joining us here today. Um, hopefully you all enjoyed Andy Jassy's keynote this morning and you're all pumped up uh, from a little bit of Lauren Hill and Foo Fighters and um, all the exciting things that happened this morning. So um, my name is Jenny Tiedema. I am here with Chris Randall. Um, we are actually both Amazon employees. I work for Amazon um, in the AWS group and uh, Chris Randall also works for Amazon in a slightly different capacity. But what's exciting about what we're doing here today is not only do I get to talk about something that I'm very passionate about with Amazon Chime, but we get to talk about how a customer of ours, Amazon, was able to deploy Amazon Chime within their infrastructure. So um, I'm going to do a little bit of an intro, talk about Amazon Chime, talk about the product, um, some of the features and functionality, and then I'm going to turn it over to Chris and let him talk a lot about what we've done at Amazon um, in order to let users at Amazon use Amazon Chime. So um, when we talk about um, what we, uh, let me, sorry, let me back up one, a little fast on the, okay. So um, looking at the collaboration challenges today, we're going to um, spend some time there. I also want to talk about the pace of AWS innovation a little bit. Andy obviously um, hit on that this morning in his keynote. We're going to talk about communication service principles and when we started developing Amazon Chime, what we wanted to keep in mind um, for our users. Um, do a quick intro, as I said, about Amazon Chime, and then most, um, most of it, give it to Chris to talk about the deployment um, at Amazon, and then open it up to questions. We do want to make sure that we leave time for you to ask questions about the deployment about Amazon Chime. So as you guys all know, as you're here this week at reInvent, work is really no longer a place. It's not like work stopped while you were here at the reInvent conference this work. So um, you're still having meetings. You're having those meetings in hallways. You're having those meetings in Ubers. You're having them wherever you are. Work doesn't stop. You um, may have the luxury of having your laptop, but more than likely, you're trying to take it from a mobile device of some sort. And that interaction is not just the ability to be on a meeting with voice and with video. It's that you need to have follow-ups after. You need to have an ongoing flow of communication. And so work is no longer something that happens behind a desk or even at your home office. Work is something that happens everywhere all the time for most of us. So when we think about what that means and what we're trying to do with work, we also think about AWS innovation. And as Andy said today, the AWS pace of innovation is one of the most rapid in the industry. Um, Andy mentioned today that over, by the end of the year, we expect to have over 1,300 new services that are launching um, through AWS. And that pace of innovation is important for Amazon Chime, not only because this is part of the backbone of what Amazon Chime is built on, but it's also part of our culture. So we'll talk a little bit about the rapid innovation cycle of not only AWS, but also the rapid innovation cycle of the Amazon Chime product specifically as well. So when we think about how we got into um, building the Amazon Chime application, we think about these guiding principles, these communication service principles. We see a desperate market where there's a need for consolidation of tools and features. We need to, we know that what's out there today 
is there are many, many very good tools, but that's part of the problem. There are many, many good tools, and no one tool seems to solve all the problems that we have. We have an ability, as we said, to be able to work mobily, but also not to just be able to communicate with the people inside our organization, but we also need to be able to communicate with those customers, vendors, partners who might be outside of our organization. And then finally, we need to be able to iterate rapidly. We need to see changes happening and be able to respond quickly. So with that, that brings us to Amazon Chime. And seeing all of those influences in the market, seeing the need for a, another tool, got us to a place where in February of this year, we had listened to customers enough to know that even though there were many tools out there, the tools that were out there were still not meeting all of their needs. So Amazon Chime today is focused in two main areas, online meetings and business chat. So we're going to go through this fairly quickly today, but just at a high level talking about the web audio video conferencing capabilities, as well as all the chat and messaging capabilities. One of the things that's most important to us is that because we know we don't work in a single place, we need to be available on many different devices. So today we have four native clients available, Windows, Mac, um, iOS, and Android. And being able to have the flexibility to work on any device and also to still incorporate with your traditional in-room hardware and PSTN for phone is critical to be able for you to take a meeting wherever you are and not to have to be limited by physical space. Calendar integration, obviously this is going to be key for any um, application. If we can't integrate with your calendar and make it easy for you to host and schedule meetings, um, you're not going to have a successful meeting. So there is Outlook integration. Talking about audio, what is the most important thing about any meeting? It does not matter how well you can see everyone. If you are not in the same room, you need to have clear audio. And so that is what we spend a lot of time focusing on. Um, those options are obviously the, the voice over IP that is included, um, and then the ability also to automatically reconnect. One of the things that because people are so mobile, um, we know that you're not always going to have a great cell phone signal, or you're not always going to have an easy way to connect. But one of the things that Amazon does is we actually reconnect your audio. Are drop calls going to happen? They will. But we're thinking ahead. We want, we want to make sure that you're always connected. And so one of the things that's unique is the reconnect, the automatic reconnect on Amazon Chime. Video conferencing. I mentioned audio obviously is one of the most important things about any call, but you want to be able to see who you're talking to as well. 16 video tiles on um, the desktop applications, eight video tiles on um, the iOS client today. Um, also, the ability to have picture-in-picture -picture, uh, video sidebar. So this is a, basically a layout of what the desktop is going to look like when you're sharing video, sharing screen, and then this is an active roster that we'll talk about in a little bit more detail. Last thing on video, yes, compatible with in-room video systems. So out of the box, no special, um, um, no, nothing special required in order to integrate with, with your H323 in-room video systems. 
messaging. We talked a little bit about, you know, as important as it is to stay connected via meetings, it's also important to stay connected outside of your meetings. Messaging is obviously one of the primary way ways to do that. So inside and outside of the company, again, by anyone can download those native clients. It's not restricted. Um, Federation not required because we are not um, behind your firewall where uh, anyone can download the application and you can talk to individuals who have the client, whether they're inside or outside your company. Obviously very advantageous because you're seeing rich presence information about people not only that you work inside your company, but also those that might be outside of the company. So if you're working with a sales team, you're not used to being able to tell if they're available or not. That kind of rich presence data can be available because you're both within the application. One-on-one um, -on -one chat as well as group chat. So that also, we get into rooms, so very easy to have a conference call and then start a room to be able to follow up, have follow-up items after your call. So again, keeping that communication flow going, not just through the online meeting and that immediate experience, but also being able to keep the conversation going through the use of um, business messaging. Um, general features like presence, emojis, attachments, app mentions, so all the features that you would expect from a rich um, messaging client. One of the things that's been most important to us is that we want to have a application that's easy to download, to deploy, and to maintain. So from the native clients being able to go to an app store or to chime.aws to, to download the, desk the desktop clients, we want to make that experience as easy and seamless as possible for not only the end users, but then from an administration standpoint, we're keeping the administration as light as possible. Although many of you in this room are very sophisticated AWS users, you know the AWS console, you know how to administer very complex infrastructures, not all users of Amazon Chime are going to be in that group. We realize that. And so while we are an AWS service and we're able to leverage much of the scale and much of the um, infrastructure of AWS, we also have to be very cognizant of who our customers are and make sure that we provide an administration um, console and the ability to have the rich features that um, users of AWS are used to, but also make sure that our customers understand how they can um, administer Amazon Chime specifically. Um, a little bit more about security and control. So as I said, we are an AWS service, so those things that you've come to expect as an AWS customer of any AWS service, you're going to also see in Amazon Chime. From um, encryption of the messaging to AWS CloudTrail and being able to track, um, track services there and the ability to lock meetings. And so security, scalability, always things that we keep in mind when we're building any service at AWS, and Amazon Chime is no different. So with that, I'm actually going to take a pause and let Chris come up and talk a little bit more about the Amazon Chime deployment specifically, and then um, we'll come back together and answer some more questions. Thanks, Jenny. So a little bit about me and my role at Amazon and the ecosystem of Amazon IT and what ownership and sphere of influence it has across the company. So I'm a principal with Amazon IT. Um, I've been with Amazon for about 10 years now, but about six years ago, uh, I standardized a program around how we deliver our corporate infrastructure to offices globally. So that was everything from the backend infrastructure and how it connects to the office, 
uh, for network and voice. But about two years ago, uh, the problem was bouncing around between facilities and IT on how do we solve the meeting experience and the conferencing experience. So I was given single-threaded ownership over that um, at the end of 2016 and started to work on our unified communication and collaboration strategy. So everything from the meeting room to the back-end infrastructure and the client experience. So as I was entering into 2017, um, the history there is about six years ago, Amazon deployed a well-known vendor as a UC strategy, and it just wasn't working. It wasn't meeting our requirements. Uh, we're having issues on availability. Um, so about three years ago, we started to engineer a new vendor um, and add some, de some development on top of it so we could get to a more of a unified conferencing infrastructure. But that reached its peak. So as about 2016, it was at peak. We weren't going to be able to go into this uh, quarter and peak uh, on that infrastructure frugally. Um, and then the experience of the meeting room and how connected to that as well as the client was just all over the map. So I'm going to kind of cover you know, what I looked at, the problem, and then get into how we ruled out Amazon Chime to solve that problem. But it's important to know that Amazon IT, while we own the network voice, collaboration, communication, video conferencing, audiovisual infrastructure, uh, the, the ecosystem of Amazon is you don't put anything in front of our employees. They're like customers to us, just the same way you guys are customers to us on the retail website. And our customers have a very high bar. So really putting out anything to our customers, we have to do it in a way that um, we put it in front of them and we measure the results. And they tell us whether it's working or not. So going into the Amazon Chime rollout, we really couldn't force anything down their throat. We had to look at this holistically, and we'll cover how we did that and what we're going to do in 2018 moving forward as we partner with our peers. So Jenny is basically looking at me as a customer, um, and we're actually working on a program on how we consume AWS products with a peer of mine. Um, Amazon Chime is a big part of that strategy, and a lot of the other products out there are going to start to roll in as we start to consume AWS products internally, determine whether it meets our requirements, and then deploy globally as we did with Amazon Chime. So entering 2017, we'd identified the problem. The way I looked at it is we had no standards across any of our meeting rooms. Um, we had a problem with we couldn't scale our current infrastructure. And then as we went into 2017, we really needed to figure out the growth of Amazon was just growing at a pace that we needed to standardize how we were going to deliver the infrastructure, but also simplify the experience. So if you look at some of those numbers, you know, we have now almost over 200,000 corporate users. Um, we're across 54 countries and growing. 1,600 locations and growing. Those include our fulfillment centers and some of our data centers, which do use our technologies. Uh, but my sphere of influence is mostly over the, over the corporate offices and our call centers and some of our subsidiaries. But we fully expect that some of the technologies will get used in some of those other locations. And the conference rooms is actually over 9,000 now. So we're well over into 10,000 as we head into 2018. So does any of this sound familiar to anyone in the room? Non-standard meeting rooms, completely non-standard clients. And as we get into some of the usage, lots of usage. So on a peak week, we're dealing with some of these metrics here. Um, and this is what we were looking at as we started to look at can Amazon Chime reach this and grow. So some of the problem with the infrastructure is obviously we're across many regions. 
We had three regions in play, 12 vendors, all the name brands that you would think of. Um, we had two vendors that we were working with on the conferencing infrastructure, one major vendor on the messaging infrastructure, and then we had uh, multiple vendors for video endpoints. We had a number of vendors for client tools. And the way Amazon works is if one of the tools isn't working, then a business can go purchase another tool. Right? So we had to deal with the ecosystem that Amazon businesses can do whatever they want if they're willing to fund it. Our, our play is always, well, if you want us to support it, we're going to try to work with you. But there's a point at which we can't scale support into tools that just show up in, in, on clients. But we do own, we try to, as much as possible, work with the contracts and make sure that they're leveraging the scale of uh, Amazon as a whole. But if one business wants to go off and buy a client, they can. And that's what was happening with the, the different client tools. We had way too many of them. So as a customer or an employee, you show up, your first day is, I want to start communicating. Well, which tool do I use? You know, we had different messaging tools. We had different conferencing tools. And video on the client wasn't really common. And video conferencing in the, the conference room wasn't really standard and simple enough for our customers to use. So gnarly problem to figure out. But as we started to move into 2017, we decided, let's take a look. Let's bet on Amazon Chime. You know, it was Biba before, and we knew that they were coming out in early uh, 2017 with a new client. So what did we do? We looked at a limited availability. Starting in January, we're sort of getting our ducks in a row with the infrastructure. So setting up that account, building an AD group that would automate all corporate employees joining that group as they were onboarded at Amazon, getting the connector set up, getting that we just went with pro everywhere and then we did an internal dial so that when people were dialing from our conference rooms or their desk they could easily reach the chime bridge so we had another dial that was on our legacy infrastructure our current infrastructure that was a different number so we had to also work with how are we going to make sure our customers are going to know that amazon chime is available and you can dial it or you can use it on the client so as we rolled into february and the launch of amazon chime we started to announce limited availability just to AWS and IT so that we can get in front of what does this client look like, how do we support it, and then start to figure out what's the scale. Now we're introducing a true unified experience where chat, video, screen sharing, calls, all can happen from one place. You can dial it or you can use it on your computer. We fully expected that was going to introduce more video and more conferencing than we had in the past. So some of those metrics that I put up before I figured we're going to go out the window. We wanted to look at, well, how can we scale? So we had our IT help desk taking calls, just making sure they understand how to, to support the customer as an end user. We took our operations team, started to get them familiar with how are we going to deal with escalations, working with our peers and partners in AWS support so that we could escalate problems to them if it was a back-end service problem. And then we did the IT security review. And Amazon Chime met all the bars and raised them as we started to look at some of the security initiatives that we wanted to implement and at scale across all of our customers. How do we deploy both a client and a back-end infrastructure that would allow us to communicate in ways that we'd never done before? We'd never had mobile phones before, and we weren't allowed to, with our current client, security wasn't allowing us to communicate externally. And that was a feature that Amazon Chime was introducing and met the bar. So that was going to open up a whole new door, and the security reviews passed. So right out of the gates, 15,000 users. So it was a combination of AWS and IT globally using this product. 
in February as we launched. And then as we moved into getting ready to go big, we started to get <coughs> some of the scaling on our back-end video infrastructure. So we wanted to make sure if more people are dialing in and or more people are videoing in from our endpoints in the room or now introducing more client endpoints than we never had before, whether it's on the mobile device or the computer, we wanted to make sure our video infrastructure could scale, so we made some upgrades there. Um, the interoperability between our video infrastructure and the Amazon Chime bridge. We did a lot of self-help, so we posted self-help and got it ready for our customers so they knew how to quickly get on board, install the client, and get it using based on how they used to run their meetings, now running them on Amazon Chime. And we did sort of a prep for an internal marketing campaign. And it's really a simple campaign. So what did we do as we went GA? It was really, we just announced it. So we went out to our portal uh, and announced that Amazon Chime is now available. Customers were already clamoring at the bit to get in front of this because they, they knew the announcement had gone public. So it was really just making them aware that it is now another tool, not the tool, another tool that you could use to communicate and collaborate at Amazon. We kind of listed the benefits on why Amazon Chime. So from our customers' perspective, they could now move and communicate on the internet and cellular networks, where in the past they had to be on the corporate network, so that was a feature benefit. They could also communicate externally. And then even though we had video clients on our computers, people weren't using them as much, so we promoted that you can now use the video client on your computer. You don't just have to dial in over the bridge. And then we obviously introduced, if you wanted to dial Amazon Chime from the meeting room, we introduced that uh, 62,000 number so they knew how to get there. So we put signs in every conference room and then we started to go through the C-levels. Obviously EAs was a big community for us so we worked with them to make sure they were on board on how to move the meetings over. We got top level sponsorship from all the SVPs, the senior vice presidents that were reporting to Jeff so that they could sponsor moving over if their, if their business wanted to use Amazon Chime. And as we moved into August, that campaign of 120,000 corporate users was getting messages on a weekly basis. So over about six weeks, we worked with messaging out to each of those C-level orgs, making sure they were aware that Amazon Chime is now available for them to host their meetings, pitch the benefits, and allow them to move their meetings over with the self-help guides, as well as some additional guides that Amazon Chime had on the AWS website. So again, no forced migrations. We're just letting them know it's available. It's another tool in the toolbox that they were all, a lot of customers wanted to use. But as it started to go out, people were obviously, the more meetings you host, the more you know. So it was almost a, an organic growth. Uh, in order to chime, you have to, in order to join a chime meeting, you had to install chime. So we're almost at 140,000 registered users by August. And then in September, we started to move into posters and uh, we started to look at capping our legacy infrastructure. So you're not allowed to get bridges on the legacy infrastructure anymore because, as I mentioned, it had reached capacity. We didn't want to grow into our legacy infrastructure. We wanted to grow into Amazon Chime. We couldn't grow the legacy, so we started to make sure that if you wanted a bridge on the old uh, or the current infrastructure, you had to have an exception. So that was about 154, 155,000 uh, registered users by the time we closed September. So I'll come back to where we're at in October in a minute, but just looking into 2018. So obviously, the, the GA introduced a lot of opportunity, and we worked with Amazon Chime. Look, if we're going to do this right, we need to start to ask for a few key features. 
So the ones that I'll, I'll present here, there's obviously a lot more detail there, but we basically did a massive pilot. And we had over 150,000 users now using the product as their main infrastructure. Um, but in order to get to the developers, we needed to have a, a web client. So a lot of our developers develop on Linux. Um, they have desktops. In order to access Chime, which is only available on Mac and Windows, we needed to beef up the web client so that they could chat and meet on the web. And then chat APIs was another big one that developers need. They wanted to start to integrate their applications into the Amazon Chime chat. So they started to, to put out a lot of feature requests for chat APIs. I think the biggest challenge that we were faced with as we started to roll out and the, the adoption took off without any forced migration, just purely notifications and awareness, was how do you get the voice of the customer of 300,000 employees? So I had to really stack rank what I ended up is about 50 feature requests that I thought were real critical feature requests for the enterprise to really move forward in 2018 with ancillary requests that were smaller that we allowed our customers to just go directly to Amazon Chime, say, hey, if we want a feature, go here. And then we had ways to vote on features, so if they wanted to push things to the top. But I went out to a couple key businesses that I had relationships with as the voice of the customer to ask them, what you know, based on the features that we're seeing, what do you think are the key features from a customer's perspective, in addition to the security bars that we wanted to raise and some IT operational readiness that we wanted to look at. Another big business for us is our call centers. So associates really were clamoring for a new collaboration tool. They were using some of those 10 clients to try to figure out how to collaborate. But as you introduce associates and the security bar at Amazon being so high, you want to make sure that those associates are only communicating within their team and not with external customers, whether it's accidental or malicious, going out and sharing customer data with a customer. So again, we wanted to get to that meeting web client so that they could meet on Amazon Chime because they use another Linux platform. Um, they have their own desktop custom developed internally that runs a Linux operating system. So we wanted a web client and we needed to have more granular controls. We wanted to make sure that they're only communicating with themselves within their business and on the corporate network. The features that we loved as corporate users to be able to put it on our mobile devices, talk on the internet, cellular networks, those are the features we wanted to pull back from as we put it in front of our associates. So to get to those 150,000, we needed those kiosks met by next year. And then the real opportunity is, well, how this is all great, but how are we going to simplify our infrastructure, simplify our user experience, bring it down to my vision, which is one way to communicate at Amazon. So by the end of next year, our goal is we expect about 350,000 registered users on Amazon Chime. We're going to take a drastic hit to take out some of that infrastructure. So we're going to reduce the fleet down by 40%. That's eliminating some of those vendors that we currently use. So our conferencing and messaging vendor infrastructure, our conferencing infrastructure being the largest conferencing infrastructure for that vendor as well as our messaging infrastructure, which is a well-known vendor, we're going to replace that and just go to Amazon Chime. So the back end is going to be greatly simplified. We're going to continue to maintain our internal telephony infrastructure um, as it's regionalized, as we work with Amazon Chime, maybe on a forward-thinking goal to start to move towards Amazon Chime introducing telephony. But we had our own soft phone internally, so we're going to continue to maintain that. And the back end telephony that allows us to dial into Amazon Chime, we were going to continue to maintain. But I really want to see one client, 
And I think it's achievable by next year that we'll kill all those other clients, not by force. Some we have control over, we can turn off messaging. And I think we're gonna have to do that in order to introduce one way to message. Um, but the other clients are purely just based on feature parity. So the ability to now communicate externally on Amazon Chime is gonna allow us to really simplify our clients. And then the rich features that are available in Amazon Chime has really started to show with our customers that you don't need to use those other clients. So we, we think that a part, part of it is under our control. The other part of it is gonna be influencing the business on now that you're aware, is there something that you can't do on Amazon Chime? And we'll make sure that those features are being met. So we're working closely with Amazon Chime to stay in tune with those competitors and making sure that those third parties allow us to get down to one. So the goal is really 100% adoption by end of next year. We want every employee using Amazon Chime to communicate and collaborate. So some of those key asks, obviously we wanna to move to SIP. Um, we wanna make sure we can leverage that as our infrastructure. All our endpoints are configured for it. So we can uh, simplify the, the, way Amazon, the way we hit Amazon Chime. Uh, I want to be able to tell my leadership, what are we doing? So CDRs, we have that with our current infrastructure, and we're working with Amazon Chime. We're building tools internally within IT that will listen to every single call. So every endpoint, whether it's a client or an in-room uh, codec, we want to phone home to a software that we've built. So we want to have those CDRs and APIs to get to that data so we can measure and calculate the meeting experience. And then packet loss jitter latency will come from those CDRs so we can tell, is the customer experience meeting the bar? And that's not just Amazon Chime, that's the network, the voice, all of it. So taking all those metrics, putting them into one place and, and doing that calculation to make sure that we did meet the customer's experience or customer experience bar. One thing we learned as we rolled out, it's really hard to support a client and an infrastructure where there's so many other dependencies and we can't expect our customers, our employees to complain, to cut us tickets. So we really have to build that into our infrastructure. One of the biggest challenges that I saw as I opened into 2017 in our unified communication collaboration strategy was we really didn't know and couldn't measure the customer experience. Amazon Chime's gonna allow us to do that as we start to tap into the CDRs and the data that's coming off of our network. So where are we at now? As I said, we're, we're growing and we're, we've now actually exceeded 175,000 registered users. Um, so great, great, great percentage of the population, much more than our legacy. So our messaging infrastructure, I think, peaked out at about 80,000 users and our conferencing infrastructure peaked out at about 70,000. So 70,000 users were registering on our conferencing for bridges and about 80,000 users had registered to use our messaging infrastructure. So we're already at 175,000 users have registered and installed Amazon Chime. So about 6,000 per week is sort of the growth that we're seeing. So as Amazon grows, and as we introduce this in new hire orientation, as this is now the tool that you should use, um, people are starting to install it without even thinking about it. So the daily use is a big hit. So it's you know, over 50, 60% of active use, so people that are actually on a call or in a chat is approximately 86,000 or 120,000 a week. So they're not just installing it, they're actually using it to host their meetings or to chat with their peers. So messages, um, again, it's a little harder on the messaging because as long as you maintain one messaging platform, people are gonna continue to use it, but we think the mobility of Amazon Chime is gonna to start to take over. 
So we're about 30%, um, so 60 million is about 30% of our messages are on Amazon Chime. And we think the only way to really get off the others is to turn it off, but we're gonna do that campaign in 2018 on Amazon Chime is now the place to chat. But I think the real story is the conferencing. So, you know, we did three times the number of meetings on Amazon Chime. So the 25 million meetings, or sorry, 25 million meeting minutes is 75% of our conferencing. So 75% of our conferencing minutes now are on Amazon Chime over our legacy infrastructure. And that's just between May and today. So ever since we launched in May to today, we've already gotten to 75%, which is a clear indication we can start moving towards deprecating that legacy infrastructure next year. And we're trying to time it, obviously, around the time we're supposed to pay. So the benefit of Amazon Chime and rolling it out as a parallel infrastructure is now we can look at when's that contract coming up and we're going to start to pull down the infrastructure so we don't pay it. And then the meetings, that's about three times the meetings that we had on Amazon Chime, or sorry, uh, our legacy infrastructure. So, you know, 790,000 meetings were hosted in, in October. One-third of that was still on uh, our legacy infrastructure. So we're definitely moving in the right direction, you know, and we've got some aggressive goals, but it's not because Amazon, Amazon. It's really because our customers want it. Um, it's, it, you know, I don't know how many times I've heard from peers that say, the day I can kill vendor X is a good day. Um, so they're really, you know, really happy with the direction we're going with Amazon Chime. And then, obviously, as we partner with Amazon Chime and some of the other AWS products, we're going to start to see those synergies. You guys can put a couple stories together as you hear about some of the products that are coming out this week. Uh, we're looking at those as well as a way to simplify how we communicate and collaborate at Amazon, but also just in general as we consume the products that make sense for us within Amazon IT and put them in front of our customers. So with that, I'm going to open it up for questions, either for Jenny or myself. Is there a microphone? Can, uh, does someone have the microphone? Thank you. Yeah, John Bolton, Pfizer. Um, how does uh, Chime uh, function on workspaces in the virtual world? Have you optimized for that? Sorry, what, how, how is the... Chime optimized for virtual desktop? For workspaces, then? Yes. Rescue, yeah. um, so right now there are some video constraints right now, but you can use the, um, the voice por portion of the product um, with workspace. Spaces, so we are on um, workspaces roadmap for the video capabilities, but right now it's audio. And you don't have any issues with audio? No, I no. mean you, that that's, should be supported. So if we need to talk about that, we can. Okay. So okay, second question. Um, yeah. uh, what's the what's the cost model against other big um, similar products? So currently right now, um, it's a pro user model. As um, Chris said, that's what we rolled out at Amazon. So um, it's 
currently a three-tiered um, structure. There's the ability to have basic. Basic includes all your messaging and the ability to attend meetings. Um, a plus tier, which is your managed messaging, so the ability to have screen share and messaging within a large or, um, organization, leveraging Active Directory, um, claim your domain. And then the pro feature is the $15 per month um, for your pro license. Um, and that's the ability to schedule meetings, um, the, the full um, product offering. So that is an area that we are looking to actively looking to gather customer um, feedback on because we do realize that we need to provide a way for people to transition. Um, with Amazon's been a great learning for us to see we have existing contracts, even though we we are working toward a pay-as-you-go model where you're not locked into long-term contracts and where we're moving even further over to the AWS um, way of thinking, which is how do we simplify our pricing model and make sure that you're only paying for what you consume? Um, that's the kind of feedback that we're actively gathering from customers as we go out there. As I said, we're in a unique a unique space because we are trying to balance the way the market thinks about um, audio conferencing and these things today with how does AWS think about it. And so those um, data points are all helping us figure out what is gonna, what is going to come in the future as far as um, pricing goes so that we're even further over into that consumption-based space um, leveraging the way AWS thinks about pricing. Okay, thank you. Yes, thanks. So Chris, question about the SIP trunking. Uh, currently, you know, with our another vendor, we have direct SIP trunk to the you know WebEx. Uh, is that something you guys going to offer in the near future? So SIP trunk, I can actually. Um, yeah. I, so for uh, with regard to features, so part of the reason we wanted Chris to be able to show the 2018 goals is because I think it's pretty important for us to realize that as Amazon is our biggest customer, we're going to listen to our biggest customer um, very closely. And so without promising roadmap, um, I think it's pretty fair to say that anything that Amazon wants um, is definitely where we're going to be focused over the course of 2018. So um, that the SIP trunking, you know, the video endpoints, um, those are all things that Amazon has asked for um, and that we are prioritizing very highly on our roadmap. As we meet with customers this week, it's clear that our story is very similar. While I'm not going to mention any vendors on stage, I'm happy to talk about them offline. And as I meet with customers, obviously those vendors are probably the same vendors you're working with. And some of the challenges that you guys have are the same challenges we have. So we're pushing them really hard uh, within AWS and Amazon Chime to meet those requirements. And SIP is a big one. Thank you. Hi there. Um, can either you comment on the extensibility of the chat feature and maybe um, some chat ops that we can engage with with our teams, uh, integration with some CI/CD tools that we use, or Amazon APIs to get um, such as like CloudTrail logs directly within our chat windows or CloudWatch dashboards, things of that nature. Thank you. Sure. So. Um just last week, um, the week before Thanksgiving, um, we did release um, incoming um, webhooks. So that's kind of the, the entrance into that story. And so you'll see more and more in that space, um, realizing that like APIs and being able to integrate more um, with a specifically um, the chat part of the product is going to be important to our customers. So um, income, incoming webhooks last week, um, and you'll just see more and more in that area. Yeah, APIs was the biggest ask internally, especially because we have a lot of developers, but um, that was the push for webhooks, and we're continuing to push for those APIs. So you talked about, like, you know, you have around 9,000 conference rooms. 
how did you put those in? Like, is it in Chime or is it in your calendaring tool? Yep, so the endpoints can talk to anything. So we, we looked at a more marketing campaign. So we didn't take away the ability to call the legacy bridge. We introduced in-room placards that basically explain how to join Amazon Chime from the conference room. And what we found was kind of interesting. It, it, if, you've, if you've used Amazon Chime, the ability to bring up Chime on your computer in the meeting allows you to both manage the meeting and see who's in the meeting. So we found people were both using their computer and the room in order to host meetings. So it was simply just making them aware that Amazon Chime is uh, a bridge that you can call. So if your meeting is showing Amazon Chime, dial into Amazon Chime. We didn't take away the ability to dial the old one. And the resource scheduling is still happening in the whatever calendar tool you're using, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we're leveraging the, the tools that Amazon Chime uh, presents to schedule meetings inside of Outlook. That's our client for, for email. I see. Okay. Quick question. Um, do you guys have plans to, uh, to integrate some of the email clients into Amazon Chime? The functionality in the client, right? So would you integrate the email client capability into Chime? Beyond scheduling then? Or? Yeah, beyond scheduling, like trying to replace your email, right? So I'm sure that with, you know, all the chat that's happening in Chime, that yeah. took a hit on your email servers, right? Yeah. It took some of the traffic off the email servers. So, so is there a plan to eliminate the email services that you have and just replace that with Chime? So I don't, I don't think we see email as going away. Um, obviously, um, as Chris was saying, I mean, part of what we're focused on is giving people the tools that they need to do their job. For some people, that does mean the replacement of email. I don't think that that's something that we're pushing, um, per se, but... Yeah, we're not pushing that one, to be honest. Um, but now that you bring it up, it's a good metric to measure, you know, how many people are using chat over email. Um, so, yeah, we'll be looking into that, but there's no plans to eliminate email. But if the data presents itself in a way that we could streamline, I know our... Our team that manages our back-end email infrastructure is always challenged with the scaling and uh, the pace at which we grow, making sure the mailboxes are showing up in the right place in regions. Um, so maybe some of those challenges will go away as we start to see more chat. Okay. Thanks. I just wasn't clear on the IT slide that had your roadmap with your ask dates. Were those ask dates or are those delivery dates? So um, those are dates that um, have been given to us um, by, um, as ask dates. So they're not, they're not commit dates, um, but they are obviously dates that our largest client has asked um, for those enhancements. And so those are the goals for 2018. So. We'll go over there for a minute. Yes, thank you. You had mentioned working with facilities. So can you speak a little bit on how you got buy-in and, and collaboration with a facilities team early on, maybe incentives, and the other piece of that is, did you use enterprise architecture along that path? Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm not sure how many people in the room have this problem, but um, the ownership over meetings and conferencing was very uh, decentralized within Amazon, so facilities owned a big chunk of it. Um, so as we, as I took over the program in 2016, AV or audiovisual infrastructure standards uh, had moved from facilities into IT. And then from there, 
uh, IT had already owned the back-end infrastructure, but they had no influence over, well, how do you build the room to work and communicate with that infrastructure? There were no standards. There were, of the 8,000-plus conference rooms, about 4,000 of them are video conference-enabled, um, and there were no standards on how that conferencing infrastructure was being deployed. So we had multiple vendors uh, as hardware footprints in the room. So the audio systems, the video systems, the control systems, all different vendors, all different UIs. So every, every which way you could think of, a vendor, uh, an integrator was designing the way you joined the meeting. Um, so we standardized all that in 2017. We went down to a much more simplified, standardized infrastructure, and we just influenced facilities as they moved over to construct the room to be a really good meeting room. Um, so acoustics and lighting. Uh, and then uh, it, with the influence of simplifying the in-room infrastructure, introduced opportunities to standardize how we communicate with Amazon Chime. And then also how we're going to measure that is also now much more in our control. So now the only way, I was actually just on a thread with facilities this morning around budgets for 2018, around, hey, we're going to upgrade a lot of rooms next year, and we're going to go into a lot more rooms as we build new spaces we need you to marry up your construction so that the meeting experience from the walls and the ceilings and the lighting match up to a much more simplified and improved audio video experience. And they're bought in, but we had to show them, you know, one, here's the data that shows the meetings suck today, and then this is why we want you to go touch all these buildings next year as we have a, a goal to delight the customer. And on our side, we want to show that that 10 to 15 minutes that it takes to join a meeting needs to come down to one minute. So how do we get that? Well, we need to go in and change the user interface. And in turn, while we're doing that, we want you to bring in the right walls, the right ceilings, the right lighting, so that we're not blocking the view and the audio is really good. So you guys mentioned security AES 256-bit, but does that include data at rest for anything that's being stored or attachments that are included or transferred between <coughs> parties or groups? Sorry, what was it last part? Attachments. So if I have an image that I'm dragging in or pre-rendering, like so you know, it's going to show a preview, you know, kind of like what Slack does today, right? So I drag in code, it does a code preview. If I drag in a URL, it's going to give me yeah. a code pre-fetch and preview. Yeah. Is that one that's stored on the server for that yeah, message? So, Is that um, encrypted as well? Yeah. So. It Yes, it's encrypted there. Um, the, only, the only time that you have to worry about whether or not, once it's on the client, um, that's where we have to have different security features in place in order to um, you know, log you out should you lose your phone or those kind of things. But yes, encrypted at rest and encrypted on the server. You guys have full ability to anything that's transferred from point to point to also sweep it for security? And can that be done in real time? Sorry. That so let's say I have a, an Excel spreadsheet full of customer information. Yes. And I need to transfer it to my friend, and yes. my friend absolutely needs to have this as well, and yes. I transfer it to them. Encrypted. That needs to be encrypted in transit, but also yes. can it be scanned by security software to validate that this information can be transferred? Like if I'm tra it has PII in it, it has HIPAA information in it, something along those lines. Yeah. Can those be transferred on the fly, or you know, blocked on the fly if it's not an approved transit? So, I mean, you current, no, currently you can't block, I mean, so we don't block the information, and we, we can definitely talk about your specific requirements, but um, yeah, no, currently, I mean, there's not the ability for the admin to say, no, I don't want this kind of data to go out, and those kind of things, so. So just as a context for that, I don't have the specifics, but um, again, we can talk offline. 
we have our own security team. AWS has a different security team. So our security team is, is um, the, their sphere of influence is the data at which we run our business, uh, including the data on the retail website. So our InfoSec team reviewed this product and did have some requirements that were met in 2016. And we're continuing to innovate on as we introduce more and more ways to communicate even they didn't expect some of the challenges that we're faced with as mobility comes out. And um, every, every step of the way, we're incrementally improving and innovating with AWS and Amazon Chime on security features that are going to allow us to scale the business and continue to maintain the security of the information. So it's quite cool to now see that you know, we couldn't communicate externally, but Amazon Chime has met that bar. So now we can actually communicate externally, and that data is encrypted at all levels. And I think part of what you'll see as the improvements come out is that that policy enhancement, um, because oftentimes it is specific groups of users that you want to have different um, abilities. And so the way that we want to enable communication inside the organization is obviously different than the kind of information that we want people to share outside the organization. Right. So, um, you know, and especially when we talk about those CS agents, that's for us a big one is obviously they're dealing with customers all the time and we want to be very careful about the sensitive information that they can share. So, Yeah, and another context is I don't want to assume uh, we are using Amazon Chime. We're not using an Amazon version of Amazon Chime. Correct. So if you guys have feature requirements that you think are important to your enterprise, get with your account managers because I'm pretty sure we could marry up our requirements with your requirements because we're all going to be using the same product. We're not doing anything different. So any features that we want have to be introduced to the product, not the product as it's used at Amazon. So we're going to be introducing the same features that you'll get the benefit of. And then you may have a feature that we didn't think about that we could benefit from. So talk to your AMs and make sure that they know what you guys need. And then they'll look at the list that we've given, and there might be opportunities to partner. So one more question on the conferencing endpoints, like we existingly, like, you know, maybe a couple thousand, you know, conference rooms, yeah. well equipped with the endpoints. So are you guys have any plan to support the legacy equipments or like you're going to come up with the new endpoints for the video conferencing? So we, we maintain, um, that we, we're using general protocols so that we can maintain, I mean, it's not um, proprietary. And so we're basically trying to integrate, we're pretty agnostic to the hardware and, um, and the, the endpoints. Um, and so that's basically been our philosophy and that's where we'll continue to go is using um, the protocol, the, either SIP protocols or um, H223 protocols, but not hardware specific. So right, you know, going back to the user experience, then you know, if you have the same devices, probably the experience will not be that different. So to delight the customer, getting back to your point, I mean, what's your plan going forward to enhance that uh, experience in the conference room? Yeah, so great question. Uh, so part of the challenge is, one, we needed to standardize what we're communicating with, the back-end infrastructure, and then in the room, what's the UI? So the client that you see on the computer versus the client that you see in the room. We're moving to a standardized client, uh, working with a vendor that we've selected, um, and we're gonna introduce a one-click experience to Amazon Chime. So you just click and it, it dials into Amazon Chime. Um, and, and the goal is to partner up with facilities on, hey, can you, can you meet us next year? We've budgeted a significant amount of money to go upgrade rooms to get to that single user experience in every conference room and then married up with, you have a client experience coming in from Amazon Chime as well. So you talked about 
the chat APIs, and I know we can't, we, you guys won't give roadmap on what the actual APIs are that you're going to release, but can you tell us what you've requested? Uh, well, I mean, we, we have a lot of internally developed tools, um, so our developers want to leverage the ability to push data from chat to some of those tools. Um, so I think it's both that bi-directional communication. <coughs> Even we in IT are looking to partner more with Chime and Amazon Connect as we look at opportunities to integrate how we do skills-based routing, how we chat with our customers, because we're trying to remove the mind share in how you contact IT. So our IT portal gives you three options. You can chat, you can call, or you can send us a ticket. And the chat and call right now is where we have opportunities to maybe start to marry up with some of the other products, including Chime. Developers, though, obviously, as they develop, um, the other competing products that you are well aware of are the same products that we're trying to eliminate. And as a, as a, as a vendor partner, AWS is always about introducing those APIs. So the more APIs, the more we're going to start to move our development community to develop on that. So along those lines, I assume you guys do on your emails platform, I'm assuming you're doing some kind of data loss prevention in that, so that confidential information isn't sent down and everything. Are you looking for APIs for chat to do the same thing? So that if someone does post, to his point before, an Excel file with all this customer data, you can see that, know that within that file that information exists and delete that file from being shared. Yep, so webhooks is the start of an opportunity for us to look at uh, making sure all the communication meets the bar. So our security team has already partnered with AWS Security on minimum requirements for that minimum viable product that we release and then iterate on. So we're going to continue to iterate as APIs are introduced to make sure the security bar for us internally is at the same bar that we would expect so all the APIs have those security requirements. And it's a little bit on the development uh, community too within Amazon. They, they have to meet certain requirements so we have standards that they should meet as they develop on any API, but then obviously the APIs that we're consuming within uh, AWS are also going to meet that bar. Thanks. Question: uh, What what security controls do you have in place for the uh, the desktop uh, based systems? The you know not the computers, but the, the sort of the room based systems that may be trying to connect over H three two three. You know, it, sort of a use case for that would be. Uh, you may have some internal meetings that you don't want uh, external people being able to, to dial in and kind of listen in. And, and so what kind of controls do you have over that? That's probably more features. Yeah, so yeah. Time specifically, you can lock your meetings. So there is the ability to, and it doesn't matter if it's an in-room or if you're just using um, other clients, you can lock a meeting. Um, and then the other thing is, because you're always seeing a roster, you would always know if someone, if you had an identified, an unidentified number or somebody was in there, um, you would always know if someone was in the meeting. But there's the ability to lock it so that if you weren't invited to the meeting, you couldn't join it. Any other questions? Not currently. Um, we have had a couple customers um, start to ask um, about that, and so those. Um, so the question was HIPAA compliance. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, so not not currently, but um, it is one of the things that we're starting to get from customers. And so um, again, that's as as Chris has said, we are really developing one product. And so while we talk today about the deployment at Amazon, um, we are 
um, actively taking these requests. We've been out for less than a year, and so as we um, continue to de develop, we're, you know, it's not, it's not something we haven't heard. Anything else? All right, well, um, with that, thank you so much for joining us. Um, hopefully you've learned a little bit today. Um, open for questions, um, reach out to us individually. I am um, a product manager on the Amazon Chime team, so happy to talk to any of you individually about your unique situations. I'm happy to take feature requests. Um, and again, thank you for um, sharing an hour with us today, and thanks again to Chris. So. Yep, thanks, guys.